All right, we're rolling. This is porch podcast number one. Uh, Ashley, and say your name. Justin. <laughs> I think that's good podcast behavior so everyone knows your voice. Right, yeah. I think the point of the podcast <laughs> is that you actually have to speak. <laughs> we just ate a big meal, so we're going to try to do our podcast now <laughs> as planned. Um, but we have our coffees to work with, so I think we're going to be okay. Um, <clears throat> so, Justin, did you have anything planned for the podcast today? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, this is incredibly Stu Gotts of you to have your own podcast and rely on the guest to do all the work. Oh my God. No, God, no. Well, I figured that once we got on here we would let go and let god and see what came up (laughs) but um the podcast is my has been my idea in my mind for a while now (laughs) and it's important that it's coming to fruition and this um is our first podcast so we're gonna go ahead and just call it our practice podcast (laughs) and that way we can relax a little bit for, you know, so because we don't want to disappoint our listeners, of course. Well, they're your listeners. I'm, there are, I'm zero, there the are no listeners. That's the joy of it. Yes. Starting real low. There, right the there are no listeners. So that way we can really relax. And, you know, actually, I would invite you not to even say your last name, not to give any. I should have gone with an alias. I did go with an alias. Anyway, so. What What is your alias? Justin. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> As did I. As did I. Okay. So, yeah, and there's no need to put any clear details about pinpointing our location or anything in case our listenership gets rowdy. <laughs> or the authorities, <laughs> pin, you know, want to... I don't want to be targeted well, by the They're already tapped in. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I'm just... I'm hopeful. So, I guess we'll we should... see if I'm on a list when I fly next week. You too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, we're both flying next week for the first time. So, to root us in time, it is May 22nd, 2021. So, we're both flying for the first time since the pandemic. The COVID-19 pandemic, in case there are other pandemics where we need to reference the specific one. Dear God, I hope not. But we all got our masks, masks, just in case. And we've got some stylish masks at our house, so. Oh, for Puerto Rico? For Puerto Rico? Or for wherever you're going? For the next pandemic. Oh, right, 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 right. Because you have the masks that you just ordered. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's the situation. Um, Justin, why don't you... What's he doing with that cardboard? I'm going to have to go get that. I need some cardboard. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Justin, that leads us right into your... Um, permaculture activities can you can you please uh, tell us the genesis of your interest in permaculture and bring us up to date with what's going on i wouldn't box it in as permaculture i don't know really what i'm doing all i'm doing is so far is planting some shrubs around the perimeter um i guess i got a i got a couple flower beds and raised bed i think you're selling yourself short on on what your yard activities really are. So, for the all you listeners out there, <laughs> I'm 
audience of none. <laughs> we we are newly in a house after living in a condo for many years, and so we're newly learning how to be adults who are taking care of a yard. <laughs> There's one adult taking care of the yard. Right. That's yeah. Justin. That's me. And he's got a vision about what his yard is going to be well, like. Well, every now and then you'll sweep up after I mow the lawn or something. I like to have a tidy um, front walk. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, um, and I, I, I caught our neighbor blowing off our front walk, so now I try to be, you know, just neighborly about it, trying to sweep it from time to time, so that our Trisha doesn't have to, you know, have an eyesore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's for the people. Yeah, she's got to look at it, you know. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah. For the bees, that's that's what I'm doing. It's, it's not for the people; it's for the bees. So, yeah. birds. Well, the I birds mean, and the, and the people. Like, the people benefit when the bees benefit and the birds, all the yeah. creatures. Yeah. But. Um, so, I mean, take us from this, because we've been in the house almost a year. So, take us from this time last year to this time this year and what the changes have been and what your your journey has been. <laughs> you tell me. What do you mean? Wait, you want me to tell your story? No. I, I mean, I can, I'll chime in. <laughs> Typical podcast host is, behavior. Yeah, I know this is how The guest is be. supposed to, you know, talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we moved in to basically a blank slate of a yard. Um, it's about a sixth of an acre total lot size so the yard is not very large um got a couple squares in the front separated by a walking path and then the back is it was a chain link fence around just some grass basically um grass is strong i mean it's mainly weeds yeah it's not even grass it's not a lawn it's it's we like native native ground cover. They're, they're beautiful. They were not weeds. purple in the ground cover. Native ground cover. Okay. Okay. White clover and uh, violets uh-huh. and some henbit, which are lo- which are like foamy, tall purple flowers. What are the um, prickly ones? I think that's the henbit or something that grows around that. Yeah, I don't want those. Um, but they're pretty. Yeah. Um, so... So yeah, that's the yeah, lot. Yeah, just started planting stuff um so it's it's kind of exposed so we put up a wood fence around half of the back anyway the other not on the side of the neighbor we didn't we had we had our neighbor's friends come do it and that was really they did it in one day amazingly just two days but and it was kind of embarrassing because he i mean it was two teenagers that was that were working for him you know but i didn't have anybody that could help me do it so, oh no i'm so grateful they did it that um, would take forever it would have taken two days three days maybe it wasn't that difficult but they got the they, they had the lumber they know. and they had the um the, the special thing to really dig the deep hole the auger you can rent one of those yeah but i'm, I'm so glad they they knocked it out it was great, it was great. It was and, and really that was your mom's gift because she yeah anyway. she gave us a housewarming gift and i mean so yeah uh-huh. yeah we have her to thank for that mm-hmm immediately got privacy at the house in the backyard yeah, but so it kind of sits above the road so you can only have a 
six foot tall fence. So it's only kind of private if you're sitting down. Um, so, um, and it's extremely sunny. So our, our front door faces north. The backyard is just all day sun. At, well, at least into kind of early afternoon and then, then it starts to get some shade as and then neighbors trees provide some relief but um, the idea was to just provide a little more privacy some shade some uh, shelter and food for the birds and the butterflies and the bees so they're all native shrubs mainly viburnum <laughs> Lou, this is Luella. She also wanted to be on a podcast. Luella. She's, how old is she at this point? Eight and a half months. She and Eleanor share a birthday in August. Right. So. Right. You yeah. really pinpoint, you know, this isn't, uh, it's not so anonymous. You keep giving away names and birthdays. That's okay. There are um, a lot of people with that name. <laughs> a lot of people with that August birthday. Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. You Early were, August birthday. You were talking about your sh- shrubberies, I believe. Yeah, so planted a bunch of native <clears throat> to the area shrubs that are very forgiving and survive in a range of soil types and <laughs> sunlight <laughs> uh, hours. So hopefully they do well. Um, and also, you know, that, so that's between the fence and the road, and it's also just a bunch of grass and clover and other stuff, so it, it's kind of a pain in the ass to weed eat it or mow it, um, so this will cut down on having to do that. Um, so. And hopefully a sound barrier, too. Yeah. True. So I'm trying to build a little forest. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going for. <clears throat> So can you can you talk about like where your interest in making sure because it's important for them to know that you're including only native plants to this little piece of land, and I, so my question is, can you talk about where that interest came from and has it been hard to stick to? Have you been tempted to deviate outside of that vision, or what your thoughts are? Um, well. I wouldn't say it's all native plants. There's a couple here and there that are not. Um, but I guess, yeah, largely everything that I put in the ground. 99% of it, probably. Um, but I um, don't like corporate things. <laughs> so. This just in. This is an anti-corporate this is my porch podcast of protest but also a lot low maintenance stuff like i don't want to be out here watering hydrangeas and it's not good for the environment to have to be watering all the time i mean that doesn't make any sense not at all i mean we're in an environmental crisis we're at the foot of the mountain this is a very lush region and area we have plenty of rainfall and there are plenty of beautiful plants that are native to this specific uh, part of the state, this state, this region, and this half of the U.S., and then all the U.S., so mm-hmm. you don't need to go out and, well, I'm not going to preach, I don't want to preach about it, I'm just saying, 
I was more interested in um, livening up this bare piece of land with shrubs, trees, flowers. Um, that are found here indigenously. You know, it's good for the wildlife, provides shelter, provides food. Uh, a lot of them are showy, you know, uh, so all the barberum that I planted should turn red in the fall and then have these dark berries in the winter. And um, So no, I've not been tempted to stray except for the jasmine. So yeah, we're sitting by jasmine, which he planted last summer and is now bearing beautiful fragrant flowers right here beside us on the porch and is really an oasis. I mean, I can't imagine having too much jasmine, but we're trying to be vigilant about just, how much jasmine is too I'm much jasmine. Just, I'm probably not going to put it in the ground. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm going to build a little planter box around it. Um, keep it I guess technically it'll go into the ground, but it'll at least keep it from suckering. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's not, it's not like Jasmine's going wild and all over the, all over the place, like some other things like Wisteria or Kudzu or stuff like that. Um, and this one is, is it Confederate Jasmine? This is, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Star Jasmine, Confederate Jasmine. Star, we can call it Star Jasmine. I didn't mean to bring, introduce controversy into the plant podcast section star jasmine very yeah. fragrant nice thriving it likes the sunny yeah, side i'm gonna have to have a cough button <laughs> i know no I'll, oh, I'll flag it i'm gonna add a flag okay i'll have to edit out my psychogenic cough moments so you can't get thing. That's why you got to get the guests to do all the work. If you get thinking too much, you'll start coughing through the whole damn thing. Yeah. So, um, can you can you rattle off some of the species that you've chosen for, you know, this year one of your your, your permaculture plant project? Yeah, we got. Um, what do we got? Lobelia cardinalis. Are you starting up there? Huh? Are you starting with that one? No, that's Dirac's Americanus. It's American Snowbell. Okay. Red Cardinal Flower. Um, little shrub called Sixteen Candles. I, I don't remember all the scientific names. And a lot of these common names, there's like three or four common names per thing, but whatever. Um, and when I cleared out that front bed, um, And just for the listeners, <clears throat> he's um, he's listing the front yard uh, native plants at the moment. Go ahead. Um, the goat's beard, uh, or bride 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 feathers, or goat's beard, something like that. Um, that's another shrub that I put in the front. It's a shady little thing that will cover up about six feet and has these wispy white flowers put a Piedmont azalea in. Um, it's in the rhododendron family. I've got another rhododendron that I've not put in the ground yet. Um, and within that project, I also dug up about half of the dwarf azalea, which is an imported Chinese small 
a decorative shrub. <laughs> You're just spitting out those words with such disgust. Yeah, so that's exactly what I'm battling against. Um, so I dug a couple of those out. I left a couple, and I'm about to dig them out, too, and probably put some more cardinal flowers, because it's a really good, um, really tall red flower that hummingbirds love. Um, and it's good for sunny, wet spots, so that corner is actually perfect. They do really well there. Um, what else? In the back, or I guess along the side, like the privacy shrub hedge that I was talking about before. Yeah, this is what you've been mainly working on. Yeah, so there's whew, six arrowwood viburnum, viburnum tentatum. There are three viburnum... Uh, oh, I just lost it. Uh, but it's a black haw viburnum that I just put in today before we ate breakfast. Um, those should get pretty tall. Those are supposed to get 10 to 15 feet tall and about 10 feet wide. Um, and that'll help give us some privacy in the living room area. Um, and hopefully we'll look out and see birds flying around. So birds really like them because it's a strong, dense shrub, informal shrub kind of thing. Um, well, so there's a little strawberry bush over there, which is not the strawberry plant. It's just a it's got like this flower that has white buds and then a, a red berry that kind of looks like a strawberry in the spring. Um, and there are three some other kind of viburnum that I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, so that's 12, 13, 13 shrubs along the side there. It's a lot of shrubs. And I've got two more bushy honeysuckle to put in. Um, three species of blueberry in the back. So we've got a little back corner that I turned into a berry patch. This that, I'm really excited about. That was um, just a bunch of dead stumps of shrubs. I mean, when we moved in, not only was it blank slate, it was... Um, Worse than a blank slate. There were some problems. A lot areas. of things have been chopped down to nothing. Um... So, I'm digging them up, and so that back corner was a bunch of dead stumps, and it's like they dumped fire, bonfire ashes all over the perimeter of the house, um, in these areas, so I've been digging holes and filling those holes with new plants. Uh, so there's three blueberries back there, there's an elderberry. There's a St. John's wort that I gotta put in the ground. There's a bluebird house that I just screwed into the fence. Um, and they really like elderberries, especially, and blueberries. So hopefully, hopefully they don't eat them all, though. Well, yeah. I mean, they're for them, but we would, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't hurt my feelings to have yeah. <laughs> blueberries from the garden, like one day. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking for much. Yeah. Um, uh, so, <laughs> But the first one, so blueberries, and I mean, I think that one of those small blueberries might have been the first thing that I planted, and it's not done very well. <laughs> but I think I can, I think I knew, know what I did wrong. I mean, we also have a predator. Luella's been quite the, the dog, <laughs> the adversary. Up. The elderberry was down to a little nub in the ground, but I let it go 
and she did all this when we got her when she was a puppy this winter uh she's still a puppy just a bigger puppy uh, she's a wolf a house wolf so she chewed the elderberry down to the ground she chewed the button bush down to the ground she chewed the very rare tennessee coneflower down to the ground but all these things have popped back up so um yeah that's great i've got a bunch of along the back of the house too there's a bunch of georgia asters um that spread through rhizomes so hopefully that takes up all along that path from the back door to what will eventually be the chill tub area and back there there's a spice bush there a carolina allspice um that i put it in the ground the day after my great uncle died um i didn't know this i got i got the spice bush the day before his funeral and he was really into gardening you know he's not blood relative but um He's the husband of my great aunt, who's the, why did I say aunt? Great, I don't know, I was ugh, confused. God, it's like, it's ha- it's all the propaganda of teaching the accent out of you. <gasps> yeah. Ugh, I internalized it. <laughs> my great aunt, who's the <laughs> sister of my granddad on my dad's side. So anyway, so he was really into gardening, and I was wandering around his house during the funeral, because I hate, I hate funerals, I hate small talk, and I'm kind of the black sheep of the family anyway, but, um... And he's grown his hair out significantly during the pandemic, so probably the other funeral guests were a bit <laughs> giving you your space. Yeah, I mean, walk into the funeral a little late, because I don't want to stand in line and shake a bunch of hands, I mean, nobody, we're in a fucking pandemic, can you cuss on this podcast? Yes, 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 of course. <laughs> Jesus God, of course, for the love of God, this is a free space, free speech for I don't want to, I don't want to stand here and shake hands with a bunch of people, I don't know, <laughs> hugs, and nobody's wearing a mask, and then half of them probably aren't vaccinated, because, anyway, because and, of their, uh, <laughs> and so I get there, and my <clears throat> granddad's brother says to me, <laughs> what is this, a late in life? revolt against society said yeah you got it and uh so anyway so what was i saying i don't know we went i went to the funeral you could offer around the house and i noticed that uncle uncle lloyd had also a spice bush in his little forest area um a big one you said yeah it was it was it was you know full grown it was probably who knows how, how old it was, but, um, so that was pretty cool, you know, coincidental, I don't know. Synchronicity. Don't know. Add a flag, uh, we'll put a special, it felt whenever good. there's a synchronicity, oops. So I, I put that. We can go. Okay, you got, you're gonna add sounds? <laughs> synchronicity. So I planted that the next day, um, and that felt good, and then there's a bunch of others. Blue false indigo, there's uh, uh, pink something, some kind of ground cover. No, there's the Indian summer flowers. What about those? Indian blanket, yeah. And the sunflower family. <coughs> Excuse me. Indian blanket. 
the sunflower family that are um, bright red and yellow and orange, but that's not in the area that I was just talking about. There's some other things that are white doll daisy. I don't. I think I'm not sure. I mean, you're, you've listed off like 50 plus plants at this point. We'll have to. I'll have to go listen I've, and count. I think I've probably planted 50 things. We've got a native dogwood that I got from a lady nearby that I just put in a larger pot and let that hang out on the porch all summer and see how it does. And. Ideally, I would be able to chop down one of these crepe myrtles and replace that with the native dogwood. Crepe myrtles are another non-native, but seen everywhere decorative for nonsense <laughs> plant from China. I just don't understand. I mean, it, like in the, I think this was in the 40s and 50s, it became a thing where everybody felt like they had to import all these damn plants and sell them at a garden store. And it's not necessary. I mean, you can just have dogwoods, magnolias, sourwood, all kinds of oaks. Pine, depending on where you are. Although you probably don't want a pine right next to your house. Like the gigantic one that's in our neighbor's backyard. Uh, yeah, she had pecan. a I mean, hole during a storm. Uh, <clears throat> we do have, we do have a um, <clears throat> pecan tree. Not a pecan. Pecan. We do already have a pecan tree. Red maple is another one. Sweet gum. I realize you're definitely rooting us in place with your listing of plants, but I mean, it's probably a pretty wide swath. But for the listeners, we can just say that we are in the Appalachian area. I think the accent. (laughs) No, No, we don't have much of an accent. We don't have much of an accent. As you disgruntledly alluded to, given the propaganda, of course. I've been trying to reclaim, reclaim my, my accent. Okay. All right. So without <clears throat> without affecting it too much, you know, because I don't, don't want to be a y'all star. Huh. So, um, <clears throat> Justin, thank you so much for dutifully listing all. That was probably plans. fifteen minutes. <laughs> Plants. Yeah, this, yeah. This is, <laughs> y'all, I'm telling you, this is—I don't need to be a guest on um, podcast. But no, that was really helpful. I mean, there could be somebody who's newly starting their plant project, and they maybe they were looking for ideas. Could you even list where your resources were, um, or is that too personal? Um, yeah, well, I'm, the Native Plant I, Societies. Uh, I volunteered at one of the local Native Plant Societies when we first got here. And, probably do that again he made it into the newsletter <clears throat> yeah, really that was like, our big thing of the year i kind of feel guilty for kind of dropping away after that but i'll be i'll be back I yeah just, they put you in the newsletter and then you uh, never showed back well, that's up. not true i just because he was too busy out. planting of course and which is a good planting expense. and working and two jobs two yeah. jobs and just couldn't do it so uh became a lot quickly overwhelmed in a new place and uh but it's good it's good I so think I they would understand that you're from, doing the good work planting the plants. You so know? I bought some more stuff from them this spring. I planted stuff from that. I've got some stuff from a native nursery about 45, well, I guess it's an hour and a half up, up the road, up the, <coughs> up the mountain. Um, and I'll, you know, I, I actually tag these people on my Instagram when I talk about them, but um uh, yeah, you've started your, you've launched your Instagram career. <clears throat> local, That's recent. The local botanical garden 
had a had a sale in the spring. I got a bunch of stuff from that. That's where a lot of these shrubs came from. Um, I forgot about the button bush. We didn't really talk about. That. Oh, we ha- we'll have to talk about the button bush. And I'd like you to talk about your Instagram career, but in which order? Do you have a preference? The button bush <laughs> has been. A lot of people have not. The button bush has been really one drama after the next. Can I describe to the people what it looks like? It looks like a stick. A no, very tall oh, stick. Yeah, the tall one. The tall one looks like a tall stick. The short one looks like a short stick. And it's called a button bush, and he won't stop talking about it. It's supposed to be great. Who so knows it when? Got, it got chewed down to the knob, and so, yeah, it was a stick. It was a stick all winter, um, but it was still alive. And so I never, I just left it as a stick, and it bounced back. But he was it, very protective of the stick. The dog would try to eat it. He'd have to discipline the dog about not eating the button bush, which was the deadest thing in the yard. But protected it, protected it fiercely, and then now it's actually doing okay. It's this. It's a story of survival. You now know? she actually takes naps around the button she'll bush. She'll curl up around it. She knows not to get near it, but she'll no, be she fine. she gets all up on it, but she doesn't really chew it up. See? This is what it's about. This is what it's about, people. So, I was very excited about and then, yeah, we know. Stick. And then now it's coming back. <laughs> but then with the botanical garden sale, they had a a larger bud bush for sale in a five gallon pot, and I was like, all right, I'll get it, and we'll be able to see you know, what it's what it's really supposed to look like. <laughs> when I pulled up to get the damn haul of plants that I just bought, it was a seven foot tall stick. Just a bigger stick for the yard. So I don't know. I don't know how to prune these things. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just getting a bunch of stuff that is native and forgiving and and that I can like go wild and we'll see what happens. Well, maybe we can put out a call to the listenership. If anybody has any tips specific to button bush, um, tending, growing, etc. that you would like to share or your success stories or your... You know, foibles. Fat chance anybody listening to this you know what a fucking button bush is. <laughs> no, there's actually probably like a button bush club, you know? Like, there's always something. Um, <clears throat> all right, so... Button bush bros. <laughs> You're button a club buddies. of one. It's you. <laughs> it's just you and Lou. Um, so I planted two of those. Yep. Yeah, so we'll be... We'll definitely keep y'all updated on what the... The drama of the button bush. And, of course, we can't forget about the raised bed. So oh, well, we haven't. Got some heirloom tomatoes, some <laughs> tomatoes that stepdad got from Lowe's, I guess. Some spinach that seems to be sprouting from seeds. Some parsley, some rosemary that we stole on the first weekend that we were here from the trail. And you got lemon thyme in there. And some lemon thyme. Eleanor made um, posted one of her first plant articles. She's... Um, <clears throat> segueing into the plant article community for her work. She's taking and the Bourdain chef to writer approach. There you Planting. go. Oh, nice. But yeah, and then writing about it too, so that she has some flexibility and can, you know, let her body heal from all the planting. But she said, it's time you plant lemon time. It's time. And you did. Yeah, I got it. And we've got that rosemary that, that was a, um, didn't, That's that was another, a sprig uh, that we got from. That's another, coincidence. Cause synchronicity. Wait, what is it about, what about it as a synchronicity? Well, I got the lemon time, and then you told me that oh. Eleanor had written a thing about it. We'll count it. <laughs> we'll count it, yeah. So, and then the, the rosemary sprig was, wasn't that from, like, a plant on the side of the road or something? Yeah, from the trail. 
Which trail? Oh. The local trail. The local trail. <laughs> we have a good local trail in the area. Well, that about wraps up today, so I'm trying to think what else we need to talk about. Well, I mean, gosh, Justin, do you have any questions for me? <laughs> um, I mean, we've shared about the house, we've shared about Luella, we've shared about all of the plants. <laughs> so many plants. Um, what else do we need to update the, the good people on? I don't know. If you're still listening. <laughs> uh, go, uh, go what? Go get yourself a plant and... Or go propagate a plant. Better yet. Just go ahead and press five stars. <laughs> uh, yep, make sure to share, like, leave a review. <laughs> Put it on your YouTube channel. If you think you can do better, then you, you do it. <laughs> Alright, so I guess, do we have anything else? I think I think that about um, sums Hopefully up. next time you'll have a more energetic, interesting guest. Hey, listen. No. You know, sometimes it's nice to listen to something just calm and talking about plants. You know, like watching plant stuff, listening about plant stuff. Sometimes it's nice just to have some slower content. Yeah, I mean, okay, here we go. What if you're trying to fall asleep at night, for instance, and we're happy to help? (laughs) To prep for this. Oh. Um, When we were moving... Uh, I just started watching um, a bunch of uh, nature notes with Rudy Mankey um, clips on YouTube. Um, just learning about native plants. Mm. Chilling. Yeah, it is. It is. It's soothing in these trying times to have some slower nature information from time to time. So I have something to share. Um, Coming back from, so two things. Coming back from the workout I did today, which was extremely strenuous. I barely went because I didn't sleep last night. Barely at all. It was a very fitful night. Showed up, because at least that's that's what I can do. I can just show up and hope for the best. Of course, I was working out with some ridiculous partner who can do you know, so much ridiculous nonsense. And so I did my first um, rope climbs. Oh, nice. So you can imagine why I feel fatigued now. Mm-hmm. Um, coming home from the workout, I, had, I was met with an obstacle in the road. I passed by it. On the other side of the road, for sure, there was a, you know, maybe cantaloupe-sized turtle crossing the road. Did you get it? So, yeah, I had to loop around. I parked myself in the middle and just kind of routed traffic around <laughs> while I got the turtle. And what was sweet about it is some somebody, some people, actually the person I was trying to route around didn't go around. They waited peacefully and patiently, and they cheered me on after I moved the turtle. <laughs> and so I, I, we had a nice, you know, slow nature moment there. Before I went to get mulch this morning... Um, I was looking for my keys and I looked everywhere and I have to, I always put them in the same spot or else I can't find them. So, um, but I know somehow, and I don't remember when I did this, but I, I had this nagging feeling cause this is now I, I've done this a lot recently. Um, but 
you know, I was driving yesterday in the same spot that something has fallen off the roof of my car now multiple times. <laughs> Twice an iPad. Once the iPad got destroyed because mm. the people that I tried to stop ran right over oh it. Oh my god! The second time, again, last week I did it again and tried to stop people, and one guy just waved and kept on going. <laughs> one, <laughs> two others just thought I was probably a crazy person. You know, I was mean, just like, "What are you?" people if somebody stopped in the median you know and asking you to please stop frantically maybe you know i get it you might you might be a little bit nervous you don't have to stop right at them but maybe you know just kind of maybe stop maybe stop maybe stop um so one guy almost ran over it again luckily somebody else didn't think i was trying to murder everybody on the street, I guess, and did stop, and I was able to get the iPad, um, but yeah, my keys were on top of my car and fell off in the same spot <laughs> yesterday, and I had, I had turned around yesterday, and I was looking, and I was like, what could that be, and I, I was looking around my car, I was like, what am I missing, and I did notice that I was missing my keys, but thought they were somewhere else, and so I went this morning to the spot. Oh my god. Park, walk down the sidewalk, and I'm just kind of looking, and then I, I see the carabiner, and there they were, in the middle of the road, in the asphalt, because they had been run over, so they were kind of smushed in, I had to like, oh, wow. peel it up, and so oh, I wow. actually have a chunk of asphalt still in my keys, and it's bent, so it's, it's not even, but at least I know where they were. <laughs> <laughs> that is ridiculous, indeed. Thank was, you for sharing that. was that. like 6 a.m. Uh-huh. Early morning, early Saturday here. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to do it because it's too busy right there. Yeah, um, yeah. And when they were smushed in, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not going to be able to get them out. They're just part of the, <laughs> part of the fucking road now, but they, they peeled out. As it turns out, ash, asphalt is kind of soft. New asphalt, right, over there in that section? Uh, I don't know, not ish, yeah. I guess. Well, are some of the keys salvageable, or is it all just a relic? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, I gotta stop putting stuff on top of my car. Please do. I've never. This has not been a problem, but it's like this. It's like this hangout that just keeps happening. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what it means. Have you had any um, turtle turtle content in your life lately? Um, I've had actually a lot of turtle interaction this week. Yeah, we saw them at the lake. I haven't I haven't saved a turtle from the road in a long, long time. There was a deer that almost jumped across the interstate in front of me yesterday on the, on the way down to the meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh. Garsh. Uh, Please be careful out there. There was a bobcat that we saw. Oh my gosh, the bobcat. Mm-hmm. The people need to hear about the bobcat. Uh, yeah, we're chilling in the lake, just kind of going around on the boat that we rented. Not boat owners. Just putting that out there. Um, but if you have a boat you want to get off your hands, we can probably help. Um, that's on you. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I was just looking at the slope, and it's um, it's all it's all state park land. Wooded. Um, and just spotted a bobcat, and then it was kind of it was just kind of chilling along the along the shore on on the bank. Slipped the bank in the woods and followed it for a while and 
That was pretty cool. I hadn't seen a bobcat in a while in a long time. It followed us. No, that was... We were going along the, the no, no. edge, it was, it was, and it was tracking us. No, it was doing its thing. We were tracking that. Oh, tell them about the, um, the neighborhood pig. <laughs> um, Bob the pig. This is where we live. Not far from us, there is a neighborhood pig. This pig just walking down the road. The highway. It's a two-lane no, highway. No, I mean... There's no need to exaggerate. It's not a highway. The highway is connects to this road, but this is... It's a thoroughfare. It's literally road. It's blank lake road. It's not like neighborhood road, though, would you say? It's a dead-end road that leads to a state park. It's two lanes. It's no shoulder. It's a pretty small road. It's a neighborhood. Yeah. Alright. It had a highway feel to me, and there was a pig walking along the side of the road, just like he's going to... Speed limit's 35 on this road. But just walking along. Just a pig. Just walking along. A pig. Okay, so a I've, big pig. So like, I've, probably 200 pounds. So I pulled into the... Just more than that. 300. Yeah. It's a big-ass pig. <laughs> it's a full-grown pig with a double chin. Yeah. It was, it was porky. Um, <laughs> we were concerned. We thought maybe somebody's pig had gotten out. So I stopped. And, and they might want it. Back. And went to the... Knocked on the guy's door and came to the door. It wasn't even really closed. It was kind of open. I stepped back because, you know, you know, people... People have guns in these parts and they get a little... And I look weird. And uh, <laughs> it's more about me than this then. And, <laughs> and so, so, that's your pig. <laughs> that's your pig. And he said, nah, it's the neighborhood pig. He just, uh, he wanders around everybody's house and just hangs out. It's a neighborhood pig, so... How was that? And then we did get to see him one more time before we left. So the neighborhood pig travels down the road, visits everybody's yards, just eats and, and lives kind of right there in, in the neighborhood with everybody. Well fed. And stays in the same kind of route. Has a route. He visits yard to yard, down the road, over to this yard. At any given time, he could be at any of the neighbor's yard. Everybody's cool with it. I mean... Somebody had to get that pig. It is something native to the area. It's a no. It's a pet pig. It, it was a pet pig. Okay. Forget, I forget about that. <laughs> that yeah. Did people, people have pets? It's not a wild pig. It was not a wild pig. It was a pet pig. Well. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, I think that really probably wraps up most of what we need to say. <laughs> is there anything else that you really need to feel like you can, you want to get off your chest? No. I mean, listen, there's a lot of stuff we could get off our chest. There's always the dark and dirty that's going on. Um, no. We don't need to talk about that, I guess. But people are... We're, we're disgruntled about police brutality. Maybe we can just leave it there for today. And we're disgruntled about mental health care at this time frame. That's why I didn't sleep last night. Um, I don't usually not sleep because of big things, but if there's a, a thing that feels like it's in my control, and then I did, it becomes clear that it is not in my control, that keeps me up at night. I worry about that. I worry about mental health care in this country. All over the world. 
and what to do about it. So, dear listeners, if you have any suggestions or have seen any innovative well, ways provide, to provide health care and mental health care in a community setting that is non-harmful, do share. All right, Justin, is there anything else that you need to... Healthcare is a right, shouldn't be for profit. Yeah. Yeah, so we're we're disgruntled by the for-profit system. Also, there's a there's a billionaire who, I just found this out yesterday, so there's a, uh, a bunch of influencers and photographers and everything posting pictures about some opening party that they had at a man, at, at a a new uh, wedding venue and this wedding venue was built they started building it in 2006 on just this I think they have 50 acres and it says it's the guy says it right there on the website it's modeled after Colonial Charleston with Greenville charm oh shit I just oh no (laughs) god flag it (laughs) Flag it, flag it. Okay. <laughs> I'll go bleep. So this... <laughs> take two. So this guy says that he modeled it after Colonial Charleston, which, uh, I don't know what you know about Colonial <laughs> Charleston, dear listener, but... Dear listener. It was, <laughs> it was the... <laughs> cradle of slavery along oh my the God. Louisiana. I mean, it's not the model we're trying to a, use right now. This guy literally built a plantation, oh. a pretend plantation for people to have weddings. I mean... That's a little it, tone deaf, you know? I mean... But, we, but what's, so I start looking at this guy, I'm like, who is this guy? Because it's the most of the page, and it's not like I even thought who is this guy. I mean, most of the page is just his, about him. Uh, and then a little bit about the services and whatever whatever they're doing but it's mostly his bio and his bio is he's a wealth management person who has been investing since he was 18 or something like no he got got his real estate license when he was 18 so I I really want to know about his parents too because I mean it's not just he didn't just become like this but um, anyway, he um, is a billionaire just from managing wealth. So just like the worst of the worst. I mean, these people add nothing to society. They're literally just trading fake money and, you know, investing. I mean, that's that's it. It's just, it's, it's the epitome of capitalism. There's no, there's no basis behind it. Uh, and who knows where he's investing because he also has... His, one of his side projects is making religious films. <laughs> and so one of the first things he did with his oldest son was document an excursion that they went on into the Amazon to um, spread the good word of creationism to all the heathen indigenous tribes of the Amazon mm. and to visit the ruins of these pagan societies that, quote, still negatively influence culture today Mm, and mm. to quote teach the truth about the battle between radical environmentalism and um, biblical uh, creationism 
Mm. I mean, it's just like the worst of colonial missionary. Right, right, stuff. That, that is. Combined with being a wealth management person, combined with being a billionaire preaching prosperity gospel to graduates at a local university and just ignoring the fact he, he like says that his early life was all about money but money doesn't bring you happiness and now he finds happiness by serving God as a billionaire building plantation homes to capitalize on the wedding industrial complex in right so we have a lot to say about the wedding industrial <laughs> complex and we might need to save that for another right, episode this, yeah that that the story of him is a whole episode and why 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 i found it so disgusting and so i posted about it i'm probably not gonna make any friends with that post hmm. um but i mean posts aren't for friends aren't to make friends posts are just to... diseased deeply <laughs> deeply diseased deeply diseased shout out Trillbillies. Shout out. Trillbilly Workers Party. Our dear inspiration. The best laughs in the business. <laughs> yeah, I gotta work on my cackle. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, we, we're two years out from our experience navigating the wedding industrial complex. And, anyway, um, let's wrap this up. Yep, okay. So, is there anything you want to do to wrap it up? No, I don't know. I'll feel more comfortable talking into a microphone eventually, but... Okay. Well, then, I guess, you know, we may as well just go ahead and wrap it up, and, um... Cold open, cold close. Peace and, and love. Oh, he's walking away. Um, <laughs> my guest is walking away, okay. So, obviously, I'll need to figure out how to host better such that the guest doesn't just peel off. But, um... We appreciate your attention. You know, make sure you share, like, follow. I'll make sure to get us a hashtag soon. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I, I have. We have our Instagrams. We could leak I, if I figure out how to make it Instagram anonymous. Um, I'm, and we might not. We might drop the anonymous part. I mean, you know, who's really listening? But for now, that feels better. Um, and so, you know, we'll be dropping episodes, no, no, uh, frequency that we can necessarily stand by, but, um, maybe, maybe monthly. So, um, thank you so much for your time and until next time.